Hello and welcome to another episode of the Perception Podcast with me, your host, Caroline Partridge. In this uplifting Valentine special, senior therapist Sally Baker joins me once again to discuss the emotionally charged arena of online dating and how to succeed at it. She explains exactly how to gain clarity around who and what you want and how to best avoid those tricky virtual red, amber and beige dating flags. Sally also has very generously given us free access to her online dating course, the link to which you can find in the show notes. So pucker up and please join me as we look at life through a loving lens. Hello, Sally. It is absolutely wonderful to have you back on the programme. Thanks for having me. Yeah, lovely to see you. Now, so let's get straight into it because time is time is pressing tomorrow is valentine's day no today is valentine's day what am i talking about today today is valentine's day see how much influence it has on my life um (laughs) so today is valentine's day and with that in mind this is our valentine's special um which is becoming an, an annual thing which i'm really happy about and um what we're going to look at in this in this um, episode of the Perception Podcast is online dating yeah. and a um, few questions. So why is is why is it so difficult to get a date online on a dating app? What the difficulties around online dating um, and maybe the advantages of online dating, and also the most important thing or one of the most important things you've created an online dating course i have um which i'd really love to hear everything about about the course the origin of that course what went into creating the course and that might also answer some of the questions about the difficulties of online dating um so sal yeah. so sally what please tell us about the course because also it's Free until midnight tomorrow, free until midnight on the 15th. Um, and it's a really brilliant course. I've had a look at it. It's a fantastic course. Um, and then after the 15th, it goes back to its normal price of £99. Yeah, £99. So please, yes, tell us about the course. What's it called, first of all? The course is called How to Become Super Savvy About Online Dating. Yeah, there you go. It does what it says on the tin. It's got a quiz about language, dating, online dating language, the arcane, strange language of online dating, like things like cushioning, cuffing, fire door, all of these things. Are they good and bad? So we've got a little kind of ease you in with some humour about online dating because it can feel like a fairly humourless landscape. Mm. And this course is written, I wrote it originally for the Ohio University in America for their sex week. So Ohio is a sort of, they tell me it's a borderline state, but it's a a Republican state. And there's no sex education in schools at all. It's not allowed other than you can't do it. You know, there's that thing where everyone wears those rings, those rings where you marry yourself and you don't have sex with anyone. Mm -hmm. But there's no education, there's no information, and there's certainly no contraception. So when they got to university, when they get to university, every intake does their own sex week, the freshest sex week where they catch up on all the stuff they've been made to miss out of. And I was invited to be the speaker for their for their online dating workshop. And um, with them, it was very interesting because of their background and 
with the politics of their state, it was all about consent. They were massively committed to the idea of consent. And one, and so I took them through how you get, you know, once you're given consent for something to happen, like kissing or whatever it is, or something much more fundamental, um, you're only giving consent for that one time. And having being able to have those open conversations with someone that you're partnering with, just because you consented to it once doesn't mean you're up for doing that ad infinitum, ad nauseum mm. forevermore. So so the course got launched for the in the Ohio Sex Week. And then GQ magazine featured it, and that was great. So it's had a really good start, and I've done very, not very much with it other than take clients through it. Mm. So the course is written very much from a, a therapist's perspective, working with clients who've either been heartbroken, really lost their way, betrayed, and feel really bruised and blooded, or equally lost a lot of weight and then want to get back out on the game and get laid. That happens a lot. I'm really happy with my clients when they get laid, and that's what they really want. <laughs> um, Don't we all? Absolutely. <laughs> live it vicariously through them. So, so the course is really a celebration of oneself, because often when we start dating online, I'm one, by the way, I'm one of three generations of online uh, social media dating successes so I met my second husband through the Guardian Soulmates which is sadly no more we've been married for 14 years but I met him in 2000 uh, and then my son met his fabulous wife on Tinder <gasps> and they've been married now for eight years and they've got a three-year-old and they're pretty happy so that's good and my mum and dad got uh, were pen pals back in the 40s so wow eight generations wow social media of their time, uh, success stories. So, and I come from a position of success and I'm very optimistic about people with online dating, but I think you've got to have your boundaries. You've got mm -hmm. to know what you're doing. And one of the things that you should know is to begin with a celebration of yourself. Uh, Remind yourself of how great you are, how unique you are, how quirky, zany, funny you are, all of the things that are your qualities. Not like I'm six foot two or I'm size eight. I mean, whatever. It's all about who you are inside that really shines through. And it's really good to remind yourself of all your individual aspects. Yeah. Well, it's really heartening but to hear that, you know, that you talk so positively about it, especially being, you know, of an older generation. I hope you won't mind me saying that, but, <laughs> but you know, slightly older, just a whisper, a slither. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, uh, because because you're right, lots of people do. I think that's the thing. Once we enter into maybe online dating, the online dating arena and have a bad experience, that then just makes us feel worse about ourselves. So I can understand starting from a position of feeling absolutely fantastic about yourself. Yes, really is a positive way forward, because also like attracts like if you're. I think maybe going into things feeling uh, negative, yeah, or a lack that you're not enough, mm. and that's what you'll that's what you'll um, exhibit. That's what you'll display to people. Mm. But also, the thing about being older, it used to be that dating was the preserve of teenagers, and then people yeah. got hooked up, and that was it for life. Well, there's no till death us do part anymore for the majority of us. You know, my husband's on his third marriage. I'm on my second. It's really normal for people to go back into dating in their, start dating in, as a teen, but revisit in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and 60s. So it goes mm -hmm. on. 
it's part of our lives. There are there is no kind of final solution. It's kind of you know it could be serial monogamy or it could be that you just want to get trapped in the sweet shop and meet lots of people for a while. Mm, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Trapped in the sweet shop. Um, it is a bit of a problem for lots of people online as well. So, yeah. Well, that's the other side of it, isn't it? If you're looking for a long-term relationship, lots of people look at dating apps as a very quick fix for sex as yeah. opposed to something that is um, going to be a relationship that lasts yeah. Uh, yeah, a relationship that lasts full stop. So it's very, you need to have clarification. You need to be really clear on what you're looking for. Um, and that doesn't mean like, again, you're looking for someone who's mega wealthy or you you want a good person. You want a really good person with a good heart. And it's important to say to them when they make contact with you that actually I'm only interested in the possibility of a long relationship. I'm not looking for a hookup. I'm not looking for one night stands. I'm looking for something much more serious. And then when they tell you their truth, they say, actually, that's not where I'm at at the moment. Then you wish them well and send them on their way. Mm. Mm. Only expend your energy, time, energy, money, everything. It's finite. We don't have an endless amount of time spent on an online dating. So you need to weed out the ones that aren't going to fit your remit. But you have to know what your remit is first. Mm. I think, though, it's... There's a lot of fear, to be honest with you. I think there's fear in how we feel that people perceive us if we are being our authentic selves. And being your authentic self and asking for what you want, I think, is really difficult for a lot of people. And it's that fear of rejection yeah. that, well, if I say that I want a relationship, if I go on an online dating app and say, I want to meet somebody I'm going to be with and marry, for example, you know, um, people will think that, oh, well, actually, uh, that n- nobody's going to nobody's gonna uh, message me or the people who do message me will be people who are maybe insincere, who mm-hmm. are, you know, because there is that as well, isn't there? There's that, there's somebody laying out their cards on the table and then, the person that they meet kind of, well, yes, yes, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm all, I'm all for that. Yeah. And their intention isn't that actually, what would you say? I guess the fear has been sort of promoted because Netflix has had a couple of, you know, features and there's been lots of docos on oh, yeah. people who've set up their stall to scam people, to, um, to abuse people, people's trust, people's loyalty. But the majority of people, and I really believe this, the majority of people are good people. Mm. And, and I mean, you're going to look out for red flags and green flags and amber flags, the red, green and amber. You're going to look out for beige flags as well. Beige are the boring ones. <laughs> red flags are really scary ones, things like where people begin loving, love bombing you or texting you 25 times a day or 35 times. You know, that's a, any... You will know, there will be a part of you that will know that this behaviour is outlandish or not appropriate. And it's to listen to your intuition when your intuition goes, uh-uh, something's not quite right here, mm. and stop. And if someone tells you when you're getting to know them, when you start chatting online to them and say, like, I'm not very good at relationships, I often get waylaid or I, I'm, I'm, I tend to run a couple of relationships at a time, 
but I want to stop that now. I mean, that, that's those for me are red flags because I don't think people change fundamentally. And right. I think women especially um, are overly confident in the change that they can wreak on someone. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we hear their story. We meet someone. We hear their story. We like them. And if they say things like, oh, I used to be a class A drug user, but I'm cutting it down now. And you think, oh, it'll be he'll be different with me or she'll be different with me. Things will all work out. That's many that's stiff talking to because people mm. do not fundamentally change. And on those early dates, people are very keen to tell you their truth. And as a, as a receiver of their truth, we need to hear it and we need to decide whether this is something we can deal with or can't deal with. Mm. And, and not be overly optimistic that we're going to be the ones that makes the difference. Because a lot of yeah. people get burnt trying to make other people um, behave well when they don't have a background of behaving well. Yeah, yeah. And then that's that, that, it's the rescuer, isn't it? It's the person who's the rescuer who's kind of gone in there to, who's who's addicted to putting others first. Yeah, so and... they get part-time, you know, voluntary jobs in dogs and cat homes and stop trying to do with humans because they're yeah. way too complex and often they're quite embedded and wedded to their bad behaviour. So they're to be avoided. Unless you're after a bad boy or a bad girl and you're just looking for a hookup, those people are great fun. But if you're looking for something more, then you need to stay with that and think, actually, they're not going to be for me and I'm going to send them on their way with love. Mm. And I, I mean, also, if somebody is does give you a red flag and voluntarily gives you a red flag right at the beginning of something, then... If things don't work out, then you can't blame them because they did actually, they yeah. did actually tell you. You know, they they were they were honest enough to say, "Well, I'm not in it for that," and it's it tread carefully if you want to continue. Yes, in prisons, murderers often you know tell their cellmates what they've done. There's something about human nature and and the the need to confess. Mm. So it's not going to be that black and white on a date, but they will give you information about themselves. If, for instance, if they speak about their ex-partners and use loads of expletives and are really cruel and unkind, mm. for me, that's a red flag because that probably means, you know, no, it's because relationships are never black, black and white. It takes two people to interact. That kind of like level of um, dismissiveness about exes and unkindness about ex-partners that's a red flag. That means yeah. like, how are they going to speak about me in the future? Yes. What's that about? And what are they still carrying? What level of anger and misplaced um, mistrust are they are they carrying? So mm. listen, listen to what they say. Really, really hear it. Don't just let it wash over you. Don't be jumping to conclusions that you'll mm. be the one that makes the difference. They'll want to tell you their truth. It's a part of our human condition that they will yeah. want to tell you their truth. We just need to hear it. And also, I suppose, thank you for that, Sal. And also, I suppose that um, people will also show you in their behaviour. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Whether they are reliable, whether they are... Um, yeah. Not to be trusted, but 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 whether they are a person of their word, I suppose. It's this uh, cancelling things at short notice or 
those kind of behaviors i think are are real red flags aren't they of the the how somebody is they they're viewing you as something that's kind of dispensable and can be dropped at a at short notice Definitely. And also um, during COVID, when we got into this thing called slow dating, because no one could meet or it was illegal to go outside our homes and all that. So people spent a lot longer online and actually got to know the people that they were going to eventually get to see quite well. Um, So I'm kind of torn between you can stay online online too long because what also happened with slow dating, when they had those dates, and for the first time, we're able to meet in the flesh, so to speak. Then to recognize that the, the person they were on a date with was really dismissive to the waiting staff, for instance. Oh, yeah. You know, really rude to waiters, really rude to bar staff, um, clicking fingers, you know, taking you to some crappy restaurant and they're clicking fingers at waiters and behaving mm. badly. Think, Whoa, that's, that's another red flag that you can only see and only kind of pick up when you're with them. So um, that happened a lot after the the slow dating of COVID. You do need to see how they interact with um, in real life. And I'm all for getting people offline fairly quickly. If if it's going well online, then then organise to meet quite soon. Don't do the thing where um, it goes on for weeks and weeks online. Yeah. Do you? Sorry, sorry, you were going to say something. Else. I had a client, so talk about red flags. I had a client who'd been with someone for seven years, and it sounds slightly absurd. She'd never been to his house. If wow. they used to meet a lot at the gym, and then they go back to hers, um, or they met in neutral places, but he kept saying, Oh, no, I don't want to take you home because you know my, my place is rubbish compared to you, how nice your house is, and all this blah was going on. But over seven years until one day she just um, followed him from the gym and oh. then knocked on his door. And his wife answered. He'd always had a wife. And there's a lot of duplicity going on, but there's also a lot of, she already knew that this wasn't right. The dynamic wasn't correct, wasn't wasn't working for her. But she denied that in herself and and pushed it down and pushed pushed it away. Whereas if she'd listened to her intuition, within a fortnight she would have known this isn't right. She'd have set herself a lot of time. Well, for seven years, I think alarm bells do yeah. start ringing then, really, don't they? they but do. obviously not for this poor person who... She's you know, busy, busy, where everyone's busy at work and stuff. And she just gave him, and he travelled a lot, so she gave him a lot of latitude and um, it was more than he deserved. Yeah. Deserve any of it. Yeah. I was going to ask you, do you think, actually, uh, just um, before you before you told that story, I was going to ask you, um, do you think there's an optimum t- or what the optimum time limit is for communicating uh, virtually as opposed to meeting in person? What mm. Do you have a, do you think there's a, a specific I, time I period? Go, I would never go beyond three weeks. I'd never recommend anyone goes beyond three weeks because when it's like a big funnel. Think of it like a massive funnel. So you go and sign up on a platform and there are 50-odd platforms now, you know, that niche down into, into religion, um, into dietary, into also into interests, specialist interests, into sexual proclivities. There's a, there's a platform for everyone. And it begins like a massive funnel. So you register and then you've got everybody. 
And then you start swiping and start selecting and the selection gets, so you're coming further down into the funnel. And then eventually you're putting energy and attention into just two or three people. Mm. And maybe they're the two or three people that you're going to see. And once you've kind of checked out the two or three people that you've met and decide which ones you mutually like the most, you're going to let the others go. And then when you're steady and committed to that person, wanting just to explore being with that person, you might both of you mutually say, you know what, I'm, I've decided to come off that platform because mm. I just want to see what happens with us. And that's that's how it goes. So one massive, think of it as a huge funnel, and you are honing in on the one special person for you, bearing in mind that for each of us, there are several, several, several thousand proper people for us, real people for us. Mm. And I mean, and that niching, that sorry, that niching down can, I suppose, take you know, as long or as little as you want it to, can't it? That can. I mean, it, it takes time and energy. So I always think, I always advise my clients, don't bother dating in the winter. Nights are too dark, it's too cold, too rainy. Wait till spring. The sunlight mm-hmm. works on the gland in the back of the bottom of your brain, the pituitary gland. Everyone feels a bit more out there, a bit more happier, a bit more upbeat. That's a great time to do it spring. So not even around Valentine's, really. This is the time to... to do the course, find out what you want, get clarity. Mm-hmm. The way to work on that, uh, to find the perfect partner for you, is to work on this exercise I give you called the perfect day, where you decide what you'll get to do on your perfect day and who you'd like, to, what kind of person you'd like to spend that with. Um, and you do the whole perfect day scenario. And what you're bringing to the whole funnel idea mm-hmm. is you're bringing clarity about what you want. So I had a woman who was divorced and in her 40s, late 40s, with a couple of children, and she was approached by a 28-year-old guy who um, turned out to be a complete horror show for her and really undermined her burgeoning self sense of self-worth after her divorce because, um, you know, he didn't come with any. He'd, he, they met, they went to a couple of bars, then when it was time to pay, she's a single parent, by the way, so, you know, tight, money's tight. Went um, When it's time to pay, he went to the loo. She ended up paying this big bar bill, and then they went back to hers, which is probably a mistake. Her kids in the house, all of these are massive red flags. But what she was, it was in a really vulnerable position, and she was very flattered and seduced by the attention mm. that he was paying her. So it kind of that that whole scenario didn't work out at all well, and she felt very undermined and foolish. Mm. But if you'd have had the clarity to think, okay, it's great this twenty eight year old wants to swipe and connect with me, but actually, I'm in my late forties. I'm really looking for someone in their late fifties. Maybe someone who's got a couple of kids of their own. Mm. Because I've got clarity about who I want to bring into my house, who I want to have at my table. And therefore, this 28-year-old doesn't fit the bill. So no. uh, as as I am, I can let him go. Yeah, exactly. Swipe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah next. Next. Right for the next. Yeah. Um, and, and so we've talked about here, we've talked about some red flags, and you mentioned the green flags as well. So the green flags, the keepers, what do we uh, – I mean, obviously, there are certain obvious things, but if you just want to green go flags. through some of those – you can tell when people are are authentic i mean it's easier you know if the 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 golden state is eye to eye eyeball to eyeball across the table 
somewhere, somewhere in real life or on a picnic, but somewhere in real life. That's the gold standard. And when you're in the gold standard moment of eyeball to eyeball in real life, you can generally hear when someone is authentic, mm-hmm. telling the truth. And often when people are recapping and telling you their life story, if they're sharing their disasters as well as their successes, that's very endearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would think that was a more of a green flag because no, if you looked at anyone's trajectory, it's very few people's trajectories that are smoothly up and forward and, you know, one step in front of the other all of the time. All of us get knocks, all of us fall down, all of us struggle at times. So anyone that will talk to you about their struggles as well as their successes, I think is a green flag. Yeah. And there's generosity, isn't there? Generosity and kindness and respect. Yeah. And listening. And what we learned during COVID was it's not just about kind words, but it's also acts of service. Mm. I read the other day that if someone peels an orange for you, that's a sign of love. I thought that bar was pretty low, actually. (laughs) Peel me a great, more demanding sign of love. But the fact (laughs) is, peeling you an orange is an act of love. Well, I'm also looking for acts of service. Yeah. It's not enough yeah. To, to, to do the gift of the gab and do all the good words. It's if they do something kind. Yeah. Like bought you a bottle of water or they when you're out walking with them. I so say, well, I've got my, I've got, let's go and get an ice cream. Just do lovely, small scale mm. things. Mm. It's thoughtfulness, yeah. I suppose, isn't it? It's that it's, it's thinking of you as well as thinking of themselves, you know. Yeah. Which um, I think with I think with any relationship, though, really, that is something that is the mark of a a mark of a strong relationship is when people are are I think outside themselves. Yes, and are thoughtful Very vulnerability. So when you first meet someone, they lead with their professional label, their job title, what they do, mm. that kind of stuff. And if it's going to progress, then you're going to need much to know much more about them as a human, not just their their role in the mm. outside world. And that's about family background and the kind of family they grew up in, siblings and what was that like and whereabouts in the country or whereabouts in the world, what what kind of experiences did they have growing up. And, again, that's another layer of vulnerability and a layer of more intimate sharing. So listen to what they're willing to share with you. Mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, and avoid the beige. Avoid beige. <laughs> and absolutely, fundamentally believe that good people are out there and they're looking for you. Mm. And I tell my clients all the time, unless you're going to shag your postman, because you're not out there, you know, get out there. And the richer your life is, the more activities you've got going on, the more fulfilled you are with your life, that's very compelling when you meet someone, that you're not just in the wings waiting to go on stage. You're actually already on stage. You're already performing. Mm. You're already living your life to the full. And a partner would be a great addition, but you're not looking for a life raft. Mm. You're already out there. You're doing, you're having a life. Yeah, yeah. You just would like a companion to help you uh, float float along on that raft. Um, and so what do you think then are the, is the major um, barrier to somebody first going online to date or what, or what barriers do you think people have to go get past oh. um, 
because there's a lot of stuff with perception here. You know, I mean, I've I haven't been online dating for a really, really long time because I was my perception is, oh my God, it's just gonna be full of, you know, like weird players. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is something I need to get over and bring and bring a a different mindset to it. And as you say, be positive. But what do you think are some of the main barriers to people? getting back out into dating or if they've had bad, bad experiences to, to re re uh, entering the, the online dating world. Okay. So there's two really distinct things there. So getting back into the dating world, sometimes, sometimes clients need to get over themselves. I find. So I had a really beautiful American client who worked in finance and she, she had this really well-formed metropolitan carapace, this kind of outer shell that no one could mm. penetrate. And um, she was, but she was really lonely. But she just couldn't get past herself to let anybody in. Mm. She was so well defended. And then one time, she went. She flew in from New York in the morning and had a, happened to have a date that night. And so she was jet lagged, and um, her carapace, her toughened shell, was was a bit broken, a bit more kind of had a few cracks in it. Mm. She met this guy and she really liked him and he really liked her. And she wasn't chippy and she wasn't sarky and she wasn't, you know, snappy back. She was just jet lag. The jet lag made her softer mm. in a way. And they are still together. Oh, wow. Yay. She let him in and she'd been really, really bad at letting everyone in because she'd been hurt in the past. So. So it's great, but it took it took like a long haul flight for her to mm. allow herself to be soft enough and vulnerable enough to meet someone halfway instead of keep pushing people away. So there's so there's that having to get past ourselves sometimes when we've had a big heartbreak, when we've been really disappointed and hurt by someone. If it still feels really raw, if, and you can kind of take a three easy in that breaths. And think to yourself, zero is I'm completely over it. It doesn't hurt me anymore. And 10 is I am still really raw. It's like an open wound where my heart should be. Then it's going to be very difficult for you to trust and be in a place of trust mm. um, with that unhealed hurt. And that's where I think some therapeutic intervention would be really helpful for you just to get back to ground zero, just get back to, okay, that happened, that was terrible, and it's over now, it's done, it's never going to happen again. And I and put that in properly in the past because memories buried alive never die, they're just there waiting to bite you on the bum. So um, sometimes, or, or if you've got, if you had a terrible childhood and you've been using partners, sequential partners, a myriad of partners to sort of make yourself feel better, then if you were to just take some time away to just do some inner child healing work so the next time you meet someone your inner child is tucked safely away inside you and is being cared for by you mm. and you can just meet someone as an adult and yeah. you're not going to be saved made safe or all mm. the sucker of um that a child would would need and had had needed in the past you would be providing for that mm. injured child i, I see People with injured um, inner child all of the time looking for love. And honestly, they need to give it to themselves first. Yeah. 
heal ourselves, get ourselves sorted, get ourselves really well grounded, and then we're in a very strong position to deal with all the vagaries of online dating. And if they come, if they come and tell you their truth and it's not what you want, then you think, phew, it's good that I know that now. I've only wasted a day or an hour or a minute and let them go. Yeah. Yeah. And you also work with people, don't you? How do you, how, so how, in what, in what capacity do you work with people with this um, dating? Yeah. We go through the, um, the course together and sometimes it takes someone else's input to do because you're doing your own root canal work and that can be you know i'm asking people to really open up their hearts on on an online course and so i can do that one-to-one with 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 my clients take them through all of that and then we we do the profile together write the profile do the whole thing and also kind of act as um, agony on over the good dates the bad dates and the indifferent beige dates too (laughs) <laughs> the good the bad the joy there's lots of joy out there yeah the good the bad and the beige um yeah <laughs> oh brilliant sally thank you i'm just i'm just trying to think if there's anything that we can if there's anything that you would say one kind of i mean you you've kind of really already sort of said it with with regards to following your guts following listen looking out for red flags um and learning to love yourself first but is there is there anything else that you could add you know for people out there who are listening who are who are going to be doing this course um and may falter may stumble okay falter and stumble as well but honest but it's about believing in your own unique self-worth having self-worth that that recognizes your value and the idea for every for every man that i see uh, in therapy looking for love i see as many good women looking for love you know mm-hmm. good people are out there they're struggling just as much as you are i am i was to find someone um but they're out there for us and it's not about giving up and it's about it's about having a full life. It's about meeting people in a myriad of different ways, not just online. Get your, there's a straight radar, there's a gaydar, you know, getting your radar so that you're looking up when you're out, you're noticing people, you're open to new experiences, you're open to meeting. Because mm-hmm. half the time we're in, a, we're in a little bug of our own and we wouldn't know if Prince or Princess Charming came and kisses on the cheek anyway we notice we're just in our own space completely oblivious to everything so mm-hmm. we do need to be a bit more open and that's also why i think spring is a better time of year to do that <laughs> okay spring and i think when we've spoken before you have said you know you have said it, it is a bit of a numbers game you do oh yeah look you've really got to do the numbers you cannot just have one date and go and think oh that was horrible i'm never doing that again have a hundred dates Seriously, have a hundred dates. Have a hundred dates. Meet seventy of them. Meet sixty of them for another date. Shag fifty of them. Have fun. Have fun. It is a numbers game. You're going to have to right, like temping bowling. Set them up, knock them down. Be honest and authentic and good. Be a good person. Yeah. All these people you meet are loved by by other people. You know they've got families. They've had, they have a past. They have a future. Just behave well with your fellow humans and you'll find someone brilliant for you. 
Excellent. It's true. <laughs> it is true. You know, it really is true. When you've said that, it's just made me think, God, yeah, it is true. You know, there's millions of people in the world. You only want one. So one at a time. Yeah, one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're out uh, there. They can't find us quite yet, but they're oh. Oh, Sally, thank you so much. This has been really brilliant advice. And thank you again, you know, for all your wisdom and uh and um and wonderful viewpoint on uh online online dating. And so if we just, if you can just again, I mean, I'll, I'll put everything in the show notes, the link to yeah. the um offer cool. of the of the course will be in the show notes at the top. Um, so people can easily access that and you'll have till midnight on the 15th tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow to access that for free. Um, so, um, can you please just run through everything again, run through all your contacts and, um, yeah. So I'm Sally Baker. I'm a senior therapist. I'm based in London, but I see clients the world over and have done for a long time on zoom um, my website is workingonthebody.com. That's four little words all joined up, workingonthebody.com. And uh, good luck with your online dating. I want to hear your great stories of success. <laughs> thank you. Thanks, Sally. That's amazing. And thank you, lovely listeners. Um, please like and follow and share and subscribe and let everyone know and people that you think that that could do with some love in their lives please pass the the quiz on and um yeah and let me know yeah let me know how it goes let's both know how it goes and also if anybody would like to work with sally um her details will be in the show notes as i said so thank you once again sally thank you thank you lovely listeners and i will see you next week on the perception podcast Bye.